Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash steel wars. A quick warning, there is some occasional coarse language, so if you are around sensitive ears or are easily offended, move along to another Steel Wars episode. This is not the podcast you are looking for. My favourite character was Han Solo, uh, and I feel that that's probably a very common experience because he, he, I felt he was the funniest. Like he, like, he was coolest and funniest. It's kind of unfair how cool he was. Wait till you see The Force Awakens. He's, he has been doing open mics at Tatooine for the past 20 years, mm. and he's got some rapid Just singing it. Yeah. Just yeah. singing it. Yep. Like the writers from ALF, the TV show. Just came in and go, yeah, all of those riders, go ride for Han Solo now. Because <laughs> he was the wisecrackingest guy in space. I mean, come on. Like, Alf would have been a great character to, to work into the Lucas universe. I think, I can't, I can't believe that never happened. Why did they never stop by Melmac, motherfuckers? <laughs> that would have been great. Anyway. I the audience, you can kiss your contemporary references goodbye. <laughs> uh, how about you, Chambo? I would say Han as well. It's either Han or the B. Arthur character from the holiday special. I, <laughs> it's a very fine line right there. Um, no, I'm going to have to go with B. Arthur. Yeah, because Han, yep. Han didn't sing on Life Day in a bar and pour a jug of beer down someone's head. Um, <laughs> but I am very excited about Ray. So at the minute, I would say Ray. Because, I mean, that's a childhood experience. I think it's different when you're kind of watching it as a, as a, as a I'll say man, but I'm grown at least. And, um, but uh, I'm very excited about Ray and seeing where she's going to go. What about background characters, guys? Who's your favourite? Um, Uncle Owen Aparu. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck were they farming? <laughs> are you like, talking? No, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Are with you talking Joel Edgerton, Uncle Owen? No, yeah. no, no. Old school, original. Flaming. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Ends up. Uncle Owen and Peru. Uncle Owen, like that. That's like, that's that gets me here. But that get, because I like Uncle Owen. I really I liked him as a character because he seemed practical in that he'd buy <laughs> shitty robots and fix them up, and he had some skills. But why? The, what were they fucking farming? Like Moisture. I'm yet, what? Moisture. Is that literally what they were farming? Yes. That was not made clear enough at all. <laughs> that was not like, like they were just farmers. I'm going, sell this. <laughs> sell this place. I, no, I, I, well, I never understood that. That makes sense. What was it for? Farming? Fucking get farming. So by that, like, moisture, have they ever explained that? Would that be for drinking water? Or? <laughs> then they what, Sorry. Supply to the post. So they drink water. Yeah. Oh, good on them. Well done. Yeah. Why don't, why don't they just fucking move? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I, I imagine they're going, have you seen Endor? <laughs> fucking heaps of water on Endor. Lush as a bitch up on Endor. 
What are we doing here? That's hilarious. It is. Uh, it does pose the question that when you go into the cantina, like, can you get a, like a bottle of like Owen Springs? <laughs> Owen. <laughs> That's really great. But yeah, that's why he has to go and fix the the evaporators. Got all those like antennas yeah. there, like drawing in oh, moisture. Oh, just chucking moisture, right? Well, that was never that that was never that clear to me. But but that's cool. Yeah. Um, but I also I particularly like like the two of them as characters. I really like too. Aunt Peru was such a long suffering farmer's wife of a character. Like that, and and I actually felt this sounds weird, but with so much fantastic galactical shit going on. They anchored it in a human experience of not everyone's flying around shooting lasers. Some people are grinding away trying to, as it turns out, suck moisture out of a fucking desert and sell it to some rich prick in a bar in Tatooine. Like, <laughs> you know, like like that's that's a job. You know, some people in space just had jobs. You know, like I would like to have seen more of the construction workers building the the Death Star. What were their lives like? Like I like. <laughs> Because what's the point of all of it? Like, you know, it always boils down to, to real people at the end of the day. And they, to me, were almost the only real people that got portrayed in this incredible story of other things. Yeah, and I think that was sort of like the genius of the storytelling was that towards the start of the film, it just got lodged into this really mundane, very, pardon the pun, but just dry, boring... That, for me... That not that you know that I had this mundane childhood, but Rosebud, you know, it is the um, the the world equivalent to Tatooine at some time. And yeah. your 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 father was a moisture farmer as well. So man, he was moist twenty four seven. He's probably moist right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's as moist as a Chamberlain in a video shop. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but but I think it gives the whole like that shitty boring experience anchors the whole Luke experience of that's like any kid wanting to like that desire to move out of a country town or move out of a suburb or you know move on in life in some way have aspiration beyond what you're living in. Yeah, because but like in the s- most extreme way possible. Yeah, like because in science fiction, especially like in Star Trek and stuff, they like it's a metaphor you put problems from the everyday into a fantastic situation and that sort of helps you relate to that situation just based without your own bias sort of thing and it also very much helped that to show that what was happening in the second half of the film was very exciting that what was happening to Luke in the first half of the film was mind-numbingly boring yeah and also that he you know the most exciting thing in his life was shooting Womp Rats up in Beggar's Canyon am I right like that was that was the fucking thing to look forward to. Yeah. Just like, like, which the family guy did point out was the first sign of a serial killer. Yeah. Shooting, <laughs> killing, animal, killing animals for fun. So yeah. <laughs> we should be very proud of him. Yeah, it's like if someone in your neighbourhood like, had a gun to just shoot rats hmm. at the tip, you go, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's going to save the universe. Yeah. But Luke, he does Luke. definitely sound like someone that would just go off to start blowing up stuff and making out with his sister. Well, having said that, yeah. <laughs> like, he shot animals, he kissed his sister and killed his dad. So, <laughs> he's a real hero, real charmer. <laughs> Tonight on a very special episode of Maury. <laughs> um, <laughs> 100 men who have kissed their sister. <laughs> 
What, what about favourite scenes? Well, I have two moments from Force Awakens. But the scene with Kylo and, uh, and Rey when you kind of have the realisation that she, she's got some Jedi in her. Mm-hmm. And then the moment I love watching again and again is the moment where she kind of steals the lightsaber from his reach oh. when they're dueling at the end. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was like, it was so good that they managed to give us like an instant classic. Mm, like, yeah. like that was the, like my favourite scene of all time is uh, Luke Skywalker on the sail barge. Hey, you better let us go because I'm going to kill everyone if you don't. And Jabba's like, oh, 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 oh. And he goes, all right, gave you a chance. I'm going to do a backflip now and cut everyone that you've ever met. Yep. And that, that sort of the lightsaber catch and ignite was like, it was like, oh, you've done it again. Like the, like the person in front of me was getting just bunted in the back of the head with my goosebumps. It was insane. <laughs> goosebumps, everyone. How about you, Charlie? Um, the image that's clearest in my head is, uh, and I th- I'm trying to, I think it's Empire. Fuck. The, the image that's clearest in my head is a four walker, being tripped up and falling over, which I found like giant slapstick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when they, when they fly around it with yeah, when they trip up a full walker with a with a metal cable, and I'm like, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my fucking life. In amongst it was in it was in Empire, and it's like all this serious shit's going on. He's carved out a beast to sleep in it. Like it's all fucked up, right? And then all of a sudden, this giant hilarious fuck. That's some big slapstick. Like I know that's not like. That's not hugely emotional to me, but that's like understanding the universe that you've built and going, well, this funny thing can happen while all this other shit's going but on. But inadvertently, you have just dropped like the best name for like a Sepultura song is like, carve out a beast and sleep in it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want that t-shirt. It's funny because I saw that as a really young kid and I watched that happen and I thought, I'll remember that in case I need it. <laughs> I was like, right, if I ever find myself in a snowstorm on a fucked up planet, I'm cutting the beast. And I'm just crawling inside. Delicious. Whenever you're a little kid and it got under 10 degrees, you'd be like, hey, mum, where's the dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that, that's so weird, though, that you found that to be funny. Because it, it, it's particularly funny because it's in amongst so much serious stuff. Like, the... There is an earnestness about the entire Star Wars universe where every quest is serious and even, you know, like C-3PO is a comic relief character but still with a purpose and shit to do. It's still essential to this giant mission and the stakes are so high all the time that it's the funny moments that I, that I find so effective. It's like the, like the Ewoks tripping up the two walkers with, like, you know, with logs. Mm. Like that whole battle, that whole Ewok battle is probably one of my favourites also on, on Endor because it's just these cool teddy bears being brutal as shit. <laughs> right, they are being... Fu- like they're really... They are killers but gorgeous. And it's like... And, it's, and I love that. Like, I, 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 like stuff like that that takes you actually a little bit outside this, you know, guy on a quest. Like, if that makes sense. Like I, I, that's actually what I think is some of the best filmmaking of George Lucas is where he shows he's got this comedic string to his bow and but it's not no, it's never anything to do with comedy but there's really funny moments that keep it moving along. Yeah. There's uh, uh we haven't seen it but and it's not George Lucas as such but The Force Awakens is actually very funny. There's heaps of com- comedic moments. I remember the first time I saw it in the cinemas and um people were cracking up heaps. Yeah. 
it's it at times they might go to the well one or two too many times, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was but probably more imp- on purpose jokes than the other Star Wars films. Y- yeah, I mean Jar Jar is very funny, but the um, <laughs> yeah, they're probably comedic, more comedic moments than normal. Yeah, but you're right about the the Ewoks being you know beautifully vicious little animals because what people forget is they were about to cook up Han Solo. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they. Like, they're deeply messed up little... Do- not messed up. They, they've they got their way of doing things. And they're comfortable with death. And they're comfortable with killing. Mm. And they live in a beautiful forest and have great parties. <laughs> and they have funky outfits. And they look like teddy bears. They are, I think, the most fascinating race in the universe. And I, like, I can't get enough of them. Like, they are, they are brilliant. And I love it particularly when they celebrate when they kill someone. Like, that is fucked up. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Oh, anyway. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, it's, you know, um, Caddyshack. Like, the gopher in Caddyshack. It's like, what yeah. if you got a taste for blood? <laughs> and that's what I get from the Ewoks. You, after your non-seeing of The Force Awakens, after your positive Ewok monologue... You've won me back, Charlie. Pickering. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, well, you, you were worried that I'd lost you, like, like, I'd lost you forever. Like, you didn't think I could deep cut enough. Yeah. But I've won you back with some ah, sweet Ewoks. Love talk. those Ewoks. Yeah. There's nothing I love more. How does no, they're great. Like, ha- so that was my big disappointment with the, the prequel prequels was that there's all these Wookiees. And no Ewoks. And, and, you know, like, they were just overwookied it. And I'm like, I need some fucking sweet Ewok action. <laughs> Where are the fucking Ewoks? Who are the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Ewoks that are wo- <laughs> everywhere? I want, I want some cute little killers. But, yeah. Well, the story of how the Ewoks came to be was when George Lucas wrote the first Star Wars, he wrote too much. And so he had bits of uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and the prequels in the original film. And he was like, this is too much storytelling. I'll take this middle bit. And so the Wookiees in the original script were going to be the Ewoks. And it's sort of like a... I'm not sure if metaphor is the right thing, but it's sort of based around the Viet Cong that like a native uh, group who know the land can battle like a force that's got all this technology. Yeah. Like, like, you know, that's like with all the log crushes and stuff like that. So then when um, he was like, well, I can't do that bit with the Wookiees, but I really, I might not get to make that film. I need, I want to have a Wookiee. So he made the Wookiee the co-pilot based off that his dog was sitting next to him in the car. So then when they went to go to make Return of the Jedi, we're like, oh, we get to do the Wookiees. But the Wookiees had already been established that they were technologically savvy. You know, he's always working on the Millennium Falcon. So we need... And it wasn't accepted that that just Chewie was... Like it could have been just Chewie like became technically savvy by hanging out with... Han Solo. Do you know what I mean? Like that it sounds been... quite unbelievable. Yeah, um. <laughs> he just did an apprenticeship on the uh, <laughs> Millennium Falcon, and he and you know, well, yeah, I, like I can see that. I think he just got into a really sweet TAFE at Endor. Yeah, that's and right. But also the logic of the prequels, when you look at it, when they have the Wookiee battle, they have quite advanced technology, so therefore yeah. they are an advanced people. It's yeah, just that's true. And uh, so there's a bit of wordplay in there because you've got Wookiee cut him in half, Ewok, yeah, mm. swivel it around. I find them. Like, I felt more about the... Like, there's... Uh, the parts where Ewoks die in the battle, like, when they get hurt, I'm the most moved by that. And not just because they're gorgeous. It's because 
they are the smallest and most vulnerable people that will take up arms and fight against evil. Mm. And their deaths are as noble as anyone else's in like in any of the stories. Some might argue more noble. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> A lot of Ewok cried here today. To hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As, and shows like the Making Steel Wars show, which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net, where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows, which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.